Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, the penultimate episode of Moon Knight Season 1, Episode 5, entitled Asylum. This one was written by Rebecca Kirsch and Matthew Orton, directed by Mohamed Diab. I gave this episode an 8.9 out of 10. I really like the overall direction of this episode, or the way in which it was filmed, the way we shifted between realities it was just really well portrayed for one actor you know being two characters and then you bring the doctor harrow and you start to see pulling back the layers of steven and mark and the trauma that precipitated his fractured mind and psyche unfortunately they still ain't met <laughs> number three and i have a feeling eventually we will get there and then the end of this episode made me seriously throw my t my my phone across the room i was not happy not at all no hell no unless disney wants to meet shira they better bring steven back okay <laughs> because i will be jumping in somebody's inbox I know I'm always frowning upon said behavior, but that's some motherfucking bullshit right there. I will not have, will not have whatsoever. No, I said it three times whatsoever, but I'm making a point of it. So before we jump into the recap of this episode, wherever you're listening to this podcast, it's your iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, go down to the rating section, drop a few stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Now let's get into it. So we start with Dr. Harrow talking to Mark about the hippopotamus that he saw. And he thinks that he's been watching way too many movies because, you know, it's not a thing to involuntarily drug people and i'm thinking what you mean nowadays because that was how i mean the psychiatric treatment section of humanity is a very sad sad tale (laughs) of a whole bunch of malpractice treatment to people suffering from from certain mindsets and not certain mindsets but labeled thus so because they were either poor or black but i digress in this instance it would seem the dr harrow aspect is where where his mind goes when he needs to reflect my guess or figure out uh i'm I'm really trying to still process because i just watched the episode but initially i thought why why harrow why bring him in as a doctor why make it appear as if he is trying to he's in a psychiatric ward (laughs) i loved his response because we're insane but then i realized that his construct uh, he has several layers to said construct of his own mind coupled with the supernatural element that's also happening which is quite the mind fuck 
for anyone and everyone involved <laughs> so dr harrow is just a uh, a placeholder where he can balance off this idea or this uh processing of what is going on with him right now and then taking it backward in his mind to to recover those memories by going subconsciously deeper i hope i got that right and he is telling him that you need you know you've been telling me about the tarot and all these other things that have been happening and interestingly i think jake popped out in this scene because all of a sudden he's trying to talk to him and then he gets a little bit like yeah yeah, yeah you're a doctor whatever i got you so you know you do your thing i'm gonna do my thing and grab this weapon because i'm about to murk somebody out of this room <laughs> i'm the killer within the killer who already feels bad and has a guilty conscience which is why him and steven hang out but my ass yeah they took him out real quick real quick like you got to come up out of the game and then we're back to steven and mark and the hippopotamus called tarouette she explains to them that they are dead that everything that we did see happening up to this point is actually happening i love the way in which they they brought that in to solidify audience you're not crazy we didn't say this is all a dream <laughs> no it happened but they're dead so of course in the land of egypt and also by the fact that you are a avatar for an egyptian god you're gonna go through the egyptian way of the afterlife i like the way they explain that there's different intersections to the afterlife so we're not saying this is the one but we're making it open to everyone love that politically <laughs> that politically humble statement then she brings out uh because she ain't done this in so long like oh my gosh ain't nobody died up in egypt in an actual tomb in life forever let me get my notes out she explains to them that they have to have their hearts weighed on the scales of justice to determine uh if they will be allowed into the field of reeds or if they do not balance they will be taken by the duat which doesn't sound like a place that you want to be mark is all about just murking the hippopotamus and getting the hell up out of here just stealing the ship <laughs> all right mark have some cooth uh their hearts do not balance she did take it from their chest she said i'm so happy that your chest did not explode <laughs> steve is like huh you fucking what mate because their hearts do not balance there's an imbalance they need to uncover their hidden memories so that they can balance the scales then they go back in and steven's all about it what's this memory what's this street i don't remember this street i don't remember that street either it's kind of what i thought mark's face said and we're not near close to having the conversation that you got another brother 
<laughs> so he starts to because they hear a boy yell, uh, screaming that's actually how we started the episode a boy yelling out and he goes into a memory where he is like i had a younger brother named randall he's drawing a photo his mom they want to go visit the cave and thus they go my soul crumpled to ashes in sorrow when randall was doing the accent for dr grant and stephen grant's like his brother like his younger brother he created him another version of randall innocence they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand it starts to rain randall says mom says we shouldn't go in the cave when it's starting to rain he's like don't be a baby like all older brothers say uh grant follows them into the cave he's like oh no 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 this is not good i love this scene juxtaposed the against the scene of mark in the hospital searching for steven and then we know what's gonna happen at this point like no yelling for randall randall's yelling for mom and Rando unfortunately dies. Living your life after death. Mark sees his mom's face, tries to get away from the memory, but then hearing Stephen, he goes into the funeral of his brother i also uh, appreciated the introduction to his religion that he comes from a jewish household having stephen there soaking wet looking devastated and then mark seeing stephen like oh no i didn't want you to have to see this then he sees mark on the stairway and his mom looks directly at him like what are you doing here this is all your fault Stephen or young mark goes upstairs Stephen follows into another memory where it's his birthday dad's got the cake ready mom refuses to come down and acknowledge her son's birthday this continues to escalate the cycle of hatred that she has towards her son uh another birthday happens where he's much older he's a teenager we can tell she has never celebrated his his birthday despite the father trying very hard to uh, on this one particular birthday though we see that he runs upstairs as still a little boy and he goes into his room and steven's about to go in there but mark pulls him out and says no i'm not allowing you to see that and uh steven gets upset that he won't allow him to be able to uh to see said memory but there's also supernatural things going on as they realize something's happening with the ship terawet says that there are souls dropping into judgment prior to their time so uh, harold's up there doing his thing is my guess <laughs> he is he has risen amit and amit is passing a lot of judgment right now and thus they get tarot to side with them because she's like this is i've never seen anything like this but we can turn the boat around and she steers it to the gates of oral cyrus that's the one that we met in the last uh yeah 
which one uh i feel like i should know her right is that yeah i feel like no that's the one with for music hmm well we're going to osiris <laughs> i thought i heard that name in the first episode but i think that guy is not osiris it did start off and i know i'm going back and forth but it did start off as well with steven going into a room with all of mark's dead victims that he killed while being the avatar for Kanchu. and we understand that Kanchu is someone who delves out justice to those that are horrible and evil and need to be taken off the board for protection of his travelers we go back to the ambush we find out it was bushman that was his partner so we have an actual name i'm also glad that my theory was incorrect i am so glad <laughs> and that he's the one that betrayed him and that he actually actively tried to get people uh away but he was left for dead as well which is something i think he stated or we suspected and that's when he was trying to kill himself Kanchu came to him steven's like he manipulated you but mark is kind of open to the idea that maybe i just wanted to continue doing what i've always been doing which is killing and that while i was at a low point and yeah you're probably right he did take advantage of said low point an opportunity i can't pretend as if i was completely manipulated into it the way harrow definitely feels that he was (laughs) manipulated we see him become moon knight which was pretty damn awesome especially when his eyes uh go all moon milky white and he dons the costume or the the suit i guess that's a more apropos i think bushman is a character from the comics and may also be um an enemy of mark specter so we shall see (laughs) that's just some slight information that was dropped into my inbox so i thought interesting i was also advised in the comics that uh harrow is an actual doctor so referring to him as dr arthur harrow is not inaccurate that is what started uh steven following the little boy when mark did not want him to so we got a lot of backstory about how mark became Kanshu. we have a lot of backstory when they go back into the room because steven comes back out because mark had told or harold had told mark that he needed to open up the steven because when he tried to push for it uh, mark pretty much broke down and oh my god oscar what are you doing to my heart and my soul with your acting see i know you like my swagger that's when steven is the one that needs to process things and is in the office with dr harrow and dr harrow's like i'm really surprised that you showed up again i didn't think i would talk to you again you're the one that brought mark here 
so you precipitated things which is interesting and he says i told mark to open up to you so that's when i realized that dr harrow quote unquote is an intermediary between the personas and i need that to continue if i love ethan hawk and i want him to be in this show even if he's not the quote-unquote bad guy so keeping him in this dr harrow state i love so he tells him that hey i asked him to open up you want to know what's going on uh mark that's when they had that whole conversation like we okay we don't need to go back in there let's just talk about it but of course steven wants to see (laughs) and they are brought back to the room where we see him uh lock the door his mom chases him up she's banging on the door the father pretty much and he tells his father when he leaves home you know why couldn't you stop what was happening you saw that she was unwell you saw what she was doing to me and you were you know you don't want to lose another son but you also took no action to protect me and we see this usually uh the roles reversed you know it's usually the abusive male parent and the female is always portrayed as never the abusive but i've been watching a lot of briefcase and let me tell you something women and crime and murder particularly is not off limits we just they just kill differently i said we like i was in there i'm just saying i'm a woman so they they they, they're murderers they can be just as murderous and callous and evil as their male counterparts so i thought it was a a good brave choice to put the the domestic situation on the the mother rather than the father which is the stereotypical way in which they do things and as he is sitting there and he's looking at the mayor already knew what was about to happen he uh he ends up creating steven steven is the more well-behaved uh the more studious he's the one to get all the happy memories yeah that's when steven broke and was like okay no 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 uh, too much too much (laughs) too much too soon and that's when he spoke to dr harrow but you see the mom coming in and she starts beating the shit out of him and telling him how much she pretty much wishes he would dead like she doesn't like you were the one that was always jealous of him she wants her roro back and that was the light of her life and her other son just doesn't matter to her so she begins to abuse him and he created dr stephen grant except he's not a doctor stephen grant to help cope as a coping mechanism so that that other person can have the true loving mother and the the happy life and less doesn't have to deal with the abuse but it turns out and this is absolutely another devastating blow is that he sees how badly mark was abused and not only that his father because he told him that their their father wasn't alive or their her their mother wasn't alive she was dead that's when he freaked out went to dr harrow Stephen did and then he says yeah your mother passed oh wait because he says don't say that and after he tells him 
not to say it. he's like okay i'm sorry i'm sorry well let me go ahead and call her and he keeps saying don't do it don't bother her and then he comes to the conclusion yes she is dead and we see that the dad had called him and that he was right outside the house oh that was heartbreaking that this whole entire time he'd been walking past like that's when their worlds collided oh man that's when the world started becoming intermingled that was the breaking point was their mother's funeral where he couldn't go in and he was drinking and he ended up walking away but he ended up breaking down in the middle of the street because that's his mother and he doesn't want to give her the satisfaction that he still wants her love even though she wanted to give him none of that that he still feels the 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 wrath of her despite everything that he's done and the person that he's become and it all it hits him really hard and once again the acting just stellar out of the park and then steven ends up telling him you know it's not your fault you were a kid you know you shouldn't have had to deal with that type of abuse and they they reconcile they they realize that they are a part of each other because he's like i thought i created you and that was the question did did meek grant create mark or did mark create grant which i figured it was the other way around (laughs) Uh, but now they both know unfortunately as the boat stops their scales still are not balanced and thus there's nothing tarot can do for them and now the duat are coming to claim them except it's all of the victims that that mark had killed in Kanchu's name plus they pointed out that they um that basically they would be coming back to a body with a bullet in it because he's dead and he's like yeah that's because we need Kanchu. and the only way to get Kanchu is to go through osiris's gate got it so <laughs> he must be the guy then because i thought that osiris was a different well maybe they just uh did a what oh oh he is a i guess he no he is a god yeah he is a god i thought he was a goddess i'm so stupid god of fertility that's why i kept thinking the afterlife the dead resurrection all of that that's osiris so yes they do need that god's help and i wasn't crazy and they did call him that in the first episode <laughs> and i wasn't misremembering it is really jumping around here on a saturday night at 8 p.m so as mark is holding them off grant this uh yeah steven decides to help out he's like if he could do it i can too Steven decides to save Mark as he's being attacked, but unfortunately falls off the boat and is consumed by the duot. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I refuse. I refuse. When I saw Steven reaching out to Mark and Mark screaming Steven's name, I didn't even care that he was in the fucking field of reeds and the scales were balanced. I need he needs Steven. I need Steven. We all need Steven. I felt like Steven cared more about Layla than Mark did. <laughs> he 
he also said that Layla's probably doing everything in her power including probably going on a suicide mission to stop harrow which is ever the reason more they need to to get it popping out of this particular situation they're in called being dead and that is how we end the episode but i'm still not over the fact that steven is my everything and i love him and i love that mark is trying to protect him and that they're basically he he created his younger brother through steven in some way because he did he for his all the abuse he got from his mother he also lost his brother and he probably feels guilty about it as well so this was uh pretty deep on my heartstrings pretty deep on my heartstrings and i i really enjoyed it what did i give this episode score i'm not even sure i thought i said 8.9 out of 10 but now that i went through it i'm like what am i talking about this was like a 9.8 out of 10 if not a 10 out of 10 we gonna see we'll see what the final scale says <laughs> when you review this podcast uh review this yes podcast but yes this was a very good episode i'm surprised i didn't give it a 10 out of 10 i feel like i would give this one a 10 out of 10 maybe i was just thinking about something else but yeah uh i think that is the perfect segue to jump into some feedback it's me shy i am here to give my thoughts for moon Knight episode five the penultimate episode and all i gotta say is i hope that they give us another season of this because i feel like we're just getting into this character just getting to know the character and it's almost over we only got one more episode left and so i'm really excited to see how it all ends but I'm very happy with this episode. I really enjoyed it because it gave me what I was asking for, which was a backstory more of how we got to where we are today. And we really, really delved into it. And I definitely was invested in this episode because I can relate to all that was happening while we got to this point. I mean, we all figured that it was something trauma related that caused Steven um well now we know steven to be for mark to have did and then we get the we got the story on how steven was born or steven came to be um which was uh with the death of his brother younger brother that we find out he had and they went out to the caves his brother drowned his mom just didn't recover from that and blamed Mark for the Roro's death. And um, yeah, and so she blamed him and then that she turned to alcohol to ease her pain. She turned to blaming him and to um, physically abusing him. So he was being emotionally and physically, psychologically abused by his mother and his dad just stood by and didn't pretty much didn't do anything which is something that i see so often in my line of work and it's sad and that's 
while we try to get in and try to break that cycle, break that dynamic up and help families realize that they need help, that this is not okay, that this is unhealthy and mom needs help now. And of course, um, um, Mark needed help. He just experienced the death of his brother. He blamed himself. Mom blamed him. So he never, it doesn't sound like dad sought help for any of them. Um, He just allowed this cycle of abuse to continue until Mark finally left. And we see that Stephen was created at such a young age, which is so, so sad um, that he created um, Stephen to protect himself um, as a way to protect have that personality never experience what he's experiencing and to go to that place his safe place so Stephen was his safe place which is why he didn't want Stephen to see what he was going through we'll see what happened because that wasn't his role and of course Stephen you know found out why he was created and all that stuff so it was um it was really good and um oh my goodness Oscar Isaac is amazing in this episode. Him doing those, I mean, he's been amazing throughout this season, but man, today, I mean today, in this episode, it was just, it really shone, it shined through. We can see all the the different intricate ways that he changes the personalities and, and, and just in that, and I think you talked about it, Christina, in your last podcast in that split second and we know you know just like that he went from this person to that person in 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 a second and i i enjoy that i mean it was just it's just fascinating to watch him at work in this episode because again we got to see even you know with him playing off of himself and then him uh switching when they were looking at uh when he was going to the mom's shiva uh, funeral um so so that was really good um of course this all started out with the hippo who was terrorite uh some type of a god that that uh guards the the gate or the field of reeds um is what i'm thinking um and so she's the afterlife uh the gate to the afterlife or the protector of the afterlife and so they're we see that Harrow is doing something in the real world um, now that he has full reign. And um, is it Emmett? He's probably got the power of Emmett and condemning all these souls to um, to hell or wherever he's condemning them to to this place uh, before they even do anything. Which I'm like, still is ridiculous to me. But um, so they gotta go to the gates of Aceris. Uh, As- um, go through the gate. Um, so um, Tararit tries to take them through the, you know, take them to that gate so they can pass through to get, hopefully, get back to the real world. Um, but they have to balance the scale, and in, in order to do that, and so they're trying to have, and so Mark has to relive memories and come to terms with certain things and let things go um, to get to where he needs to be. Um, in order to pass through um, this this gate, and so they keep going back and forth um, again. So we got to see all the the memories and, and piece it all together. How he became Moon Knight. We saw his um, his uh, original contact with Kanchu and how that came to be. 
um, the aftermath of the of all that um, and him turning him into um, the into Moon Knight. So we got to see that um, again. His childhood, how he he ended up having DID, what caused that? But they still weren't balanced in the scale. And then come to find out, um, it it looks like Mark needed to let Steven go, that personality go. But then I'm like, y'all were talking about the other personality of Jake. And so I'm like, so um, he has other personalities. So why did he need to let Steven go? Um, But yeah, once Steven went overboard, the the scales were balanced and they were able to move forward towards the gate to wherever he is next, which is with some field of flowers. But I I don't know what that means yet. We'll find out in the finale. Y'all had me thinking that, or was it you, Chris? I don't know if it was just you or you and Mimi. Had me thinking that this other Jake person was going to come out in this episode. And I was really like anticipating that a little bit. Because I'm like, because we saw the shaking, was it esophagus um, in the last one. So I'm like, did they, so they were still like not, so I'm, I have a feeling Jake is going to make his presence known in this last one because Steven's gone and I doubt that he's no longer has DID. But my thing is, you know, that's what makes him so unique and so special. And I think that's what Kanshi was talking about as well, why he was chosen. Is because of that, and I'm wondering if that's the same for Harold, Harold, Arthur, um, if he has mental. You know, I'm I'm thinking so, but I don't know if it's specifically DID. But um, obviously, he picks people conscious that is that is susceptible, and I, and I, again, I think you were mentioning that as well in your last podcast, Christina, about being susceptible to what you know being controlled by conscious. Um, they need someone whose mind is not all the way. It's not, you know, it's fractured in many ways. There was so much, you know, like psychological things going on in this episode that, I mean, I it, I personally, that, that was in my wheelhouse as well. I'm um, just watching it and just being fascinated by it and seeing it all play out on screen. Um, this is such a departure from what Marvel has done in the past. And this is more my wheelhouse of how... Um, the heroes, you know, and it's such a different, um, cause I don't know too many heroes that were abused, you know, that they've shown that were abused. They usually, their mom died. Um, I mean, in, in that way, like the, the parents didn't die. So like his parent, I mean, he, his mom died as an, he was an adult at that point, but also as a child, you know, the parents were murdered. I mean, that's usually, um, how they go about, um, the origin story. So this is a unique change of an origin story. It was a dark origin story in that regard, because we are dealing with um, abuse. Um, and um, yeah, it, I I enjoyed it. Um, not the abuse, but enjoyed that type of a story because um, it was so unique. Um, I think that's all I have um, for this one. I know I'm probably forgetting something. Um, but yes, I'll just leave it at that. I know you'll do your 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 amazing recap of everything, so I'm not upset. And if I have anything else, I'll just talk offline. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shine.
that was queen chai with her thoughts on the episode yeah this was really good uh delving into uh some more meatier topics than marvel tends to tackle uh i think this is and correct me if i'm wrong i don't watch a lot of marvel movies but this is the first i think true interpretation of quote-unquote an anti-hero because we are talking about you know moon knight is not someone who goes around and you know zip ties people (laughs) and and drops them off at the police station no he kills and it's to evil people but he still kills and that's usually a more of a dc thing and dc don't know how to capitalize on none of their shit so they've been failing but hopefully whoever's buying whatever i know you was talking about that earlier i was like i ain't mad with anybody buying anything and do because dc need help it needs all the help it needs some everybody need to be fired i don't know how they ruin the best fucking characters out there in dc in comics and letting themselves be stepped on like this this ain't this is sad it's really fucking sad they should be dominating particularly in this particular uh section of the way in which they told their superhero stories so it's sad uh but there i think marvel's definitely and it's been a long time been a long time coming and it is up my alley these particular i like things with layers to them i don't like fluff girl jay came out this episode bruh go back and watch that scene where he was talking to harold and they actually dosed him because notice he didn't dose mark he didn't (laughs) dose steven but all of a sudden all of a sudden and then he said you got an active imagination i would never do that who was that who was that motherfucker that was ready to tear somebody's eye out telling you that was jake bruh they ain't acknowledged jake yet because they don't know and i think steven don't want to or not steven mark don't want to acknowledge there's someone else there because either he's unaware of it which i think he is and that would not surprise me because he created steven he may not have realized that he created jake and jake ain't nobody to be fucking with it would seem um <laughs> the fact that mark is already so quick to kill the hippopotamus look we do we could just murk her way i'm like what she ain't nothing but nice <laughs> yeah no qualms about taking care of this problem right here by just taking care of it uh so i can't imagine what jake is like in all his full glory but we've been seeing him we've been seeing him he's he's definitely he popped out for one second but he was there i could tell by the change of the accent and see when an actor is that fucking good i can tell i can tell when i'm talking to mark i can tell when i'm talking to, well of course we all know when we're talking to steven but i think that third persona it's it's, go, it's gonna be a close call between that and mark but there was a sl- it was like an accent there that wasn't there when mark is talking so go back rewatch. let me know we can discuss in the comments afterwards uh also know that abuse creates anger so where did all that anger go you have all of that you know you have the one you tried to protect you have mark who's dealing with you know all of the the trauma of it and then you have that other part that is angry that is resentful that uh you know festers so that's the other part that i think comes out when the other two are not aware and they are going to become aware that they have a problem because steven's coming back and you can't tell me 
otherwise also know in particularly religious households uh keeping things behind closed doors is such a uh such an issue particularly with brown and black people we do not like to show our dirty laundry we don't like to also ask for help particularly psychological help my mother today just called me talking about she's having a mental breakdown and i'm like i don't know how you can be 50 almost 60 year old years old talking about you're having a mental breakdown and has yet to seek any psychological help and the shit is free for you so there are people who just absolutely no matter how bad it gets will not seek help because to ask for help is to you know it's such a stigma against it even when i started taking medication for my anxiety it was like oh well you're gonna get addicted to those pills and you know you shouldn't need a pill to help you and you're just supposed to you're supposed to be stronger than that there's well i don't know why we have such a a harsh way uh, and and we shouldn't because we experience the most trauma and yet we won't do anything and we wonder why we go out and our children go out and grow up because we just continue the cycle without thinking to get those quote-unquote white people solutions when they're not a racial thing it's just a thing (laughs) go out and get some fucking help tell her this every week will she do it no because she's set in her ways and she doesn't want to be seen as quote-unquote weak uh so i could definitely see uh, i also know uh, i have a friend of mine one of my best friends in the world is of a jewish household and they definitely yeah keep shit indoors uh because i believe steven is his own person because they're personas but they're people so i don't even think it's so much that he had to leave steven well he did have to leave steven behind but he didn't realize that because he was bringing on steven as his own individual person with him on this journey versus it really being mark with steven really in his head for the most part it was unbalancing the scales and then the minute he was separated or felt separated from that persona that's when the scales balanced uh what other note did i have here oh crap i just literally took off my thing and i am so mad (laughs) i am so mad (laughs) oh that was my whole freaking note now i completely forgot the rest of what i was saying because i clicked off of it that is so sad but i cannot wait uh i did this this show better have gotten a season two i can't imagine this show not getting a season two because it has nothing but great ratings on it so come on now if they don't give me a season two that would be just the dumbest thing (laughs) marvel has ever has ever contemplated uh let me see if i can find any information on it right now but uh yeah no it's not been renewed yet but i don't doubt it i I just don't doubt it and with that since i forgot the rest of my notes and now i have to also go back and get all of that information i had on that sticky pad let's go to queen mimi and hear what she has to say about this episode what up, Stina? It's Mimi. Uh, this is my feedback for Moon Knight, um, episode five of season one. Um, now, 
I'm not going to say any names here. I'm not going to be specific, but I do believe last episode when I said, you know, when people die, their mind does weird things. Um, he's probably hallucinating because he's dying. And someone was like, oh, no, we're in his subconscious. Mm, I'm always right. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to say any names and I'm not going to say that you said I was wrong. I'm just going to say that you dismissed my assessment of the situation or my theory as if yours was absolutely fact. Um, I'm just going to I'm just going to put that out there. If you feel guilt, then you know who you are. But I, I really enjoyed this episode. It was not it wasn't something that I would initially assume I would like. I thought when he got his backstory it would be a little bit different, but I really love the way they did it. Um, I liked the hippo for one thing. I love one of the things I love about Egyptian um, like mythology. I don't know if that's what they call it, but that's what I'm going to call it is the way they incorporate animals um, into their um religious practices their their goddesses aren't in human form they're in animal form and I always um love that about learning about Egyptian things um I actually enjoyed her very much she was very cute (laughs) with her little cards that look old as hell she was like um it's been a while (laughs) um I will say I was honestly surprised because I thought during this whole thing Mark, well, I I figured Mark was the original. That was, I don't know if I ever voiced that, but that that was my thought process. Because I remember him saying two months ago, like we had it under control and then two months ago, Steven came back. And we got to see why Steven came back. And we got to see why Steven was created. But I always thought, like I guess when we were going, they couldn't balance the scales. My assumption was they needed the third one to understand why that one was came about in order um for them to be balanced i didn't expect the ending and i'm not gonna lie i'm super sad um i loved how steven realized like if i'm you i can do the same thing you do and he's like protected steve uh steven protected uh mark i'm mad he died in the process and i'm mad that was the thing that balanced everything i'm really sad that Steven's gone. I really, really loved him. He was so cute. Okay, I got a call. So I don't remember what I was saying, but um, I guess I can tell you the parts. Uh, I can finish telling you the parts that I really enjoyed. Um, I told I know I already talked about. Didn't know that Steven was gonna die. That sad. R.I.P. Steven. Um, if I was drinking right now, I would take a shot of tequila for you and pour a little bit out for my homie. But I'm saving my calories. Um, so I will drink for you, my friend, when I'm in, in Vegas. I will I will even uh, put some money on the table for you, Stephen. I will miss you. Um, I was really shocked at how um, Stephen Grant developed. Um, now, I understand losing a child is hard, but I would never in a million years blame my other child for the death unless like even if. I can't even even if you legit murdered them because you had some type of psychotic issue like mental health breakdown I wouldn't openly blame you like his mom was so fucking out of pocket I can't even believe it like they're fucking kids of course the older kid is going to tell the younger kid don't be a chicken that's what we do 
Like we we need to, you know, have fun. Maybe, you know, like maybe explaining to the kids like, you know, you shouldn't go in this cave when it's raining because if the water gets too high, you can't get out. You're going to drown. I don't know. Not saying it's the mom's fault, but that's why I tell Derek exactly like people be like, don't do this because I said so. No, I tell you exactly why. So that you understand, like, look, if you touch this hot pot, you're going to burn yourself and it's going to freaking hurt. And if you touch it after that and you learn from personal experience that it burns, hey, that's a consequence. Maybe next time you listen to me because I was right. Like that's that's why I explain things the way that I do. And people are always like, I just tell my kid, don't do it. And then you wonder why they do it. Some sometimes I think all of the time children need explanations. Maybe you need to simplify it so they can understand depending on their age. But you can't just tell a kid no. Even when Derek was a freaking toddler and I would say, Derek, don't stand on that chair. You're going to fall and hurt yourself. Derek, get down from there. You're going to fall and hurt yourself. If you close that with your hand in there, you're going to slam your hand in the door and it's going to hurt. You shouldn't do it. Most of the time he did it anyway because he was hard-headed toddler because that, that's what two-year-olds do. But now you see that hurts and mommy was telling the truth. And I do think he listens to me more now. But I still explain myself because I feel like it's important. That's the end of my rant. I'm just saying. Maybe explain things to them and they would understand why you shouldn't go in a cave. But I mean, I think as a mom, I would blame myself more than anything I wouldn't say stuff like oh I knew you were always jealous of him who fucking says that about a child and how how often is a like how often is an older kid jealous of a a younger kid all of the time because they were there first and the the little kid came the baby came and took all the attention like I feel like that's normal but for you to say it like he killed him on purpose because he was jealous like who the what kind of mom says that shit to their child? He's grieving his brother just like you're grieving the loss of a child. And now you're about to lose both of them because he fucking hates you. And if you keep calling him a murderer, you know, honestly, maybe he would turn into one. He could have easily became a, a psychotic killer and murdered both his parents because he just had a mental break. But instead, he developed another person that was... I guess more I guess he thought was better than him and he wasn't scared of anything when he was a kid after his brother drowned like I I don't know what I expected but I didn't expect that um I wish they would all like whenever there's like when we were watching the um what's the name of that stupid ass show we were watching where the girl had multiple personalities uh and it had the um it was like a spinoff of Titans. What the hell? I can't think of Doom Patrol. Like it was like a she had like sexual abuse. Like with girls, it's always sexual abuse. Like I, I I think I like this twist because it's not it's dark and it's very very messed up. But you know, there's other ways to have a traumatic experience. I'm sure. I mean, I don't I don't remember anything from my. Um, 
initial psychology degree, but I know that a traumatic experience is traumatic to that person. And it could be, you know, maybe everybody in their family died in a car accident that they were into, but they survived. Like survivor's remorse, I think, would be a traumatic experience that might cause multiple personalities. I, I like how, I mean, I don't know the backstory. Maybe this is what happened in the comic, but I like how they thought outside the box for the explanation. Um, and it's nice to see but then again it's a guy if it was a girl and they gave her, her this backstory maybe I would be more impressed because <laughs> they um, always tend to go with sexual abuse when it's a female when ch males children experience sexual abuse too um, I I liked how he his mind was using Harrow I I remember now um, as his doctor and then they went into like you know he was like you know maybe you should let mark in i don't know why but him using that character as his psychiatrist was like a i don't know why his mind would do that maybe because he could see into people and he reads people so well so i guess that actually makes sense why he would his mind would make that connection i mean he would lose his license if he was a real therapist going around killing people before they even do anything um, and it seems like he's killing a lot of people if they're if they're being sent to the like the place to cross over before their time. Um, it was causing some type of imbalance. Uh, that was why the hippopotamus goddess turned the turned the boat around. Um, I love the success, the effects of being on the sand. I do want to point that out. That looked really dope. Um, what else? Um, I liked how um, each room was a different, you know, aspects of Mark's life. And then we saw that room where all the people that he killed and he remembered them. He was a mercenary. We saw what happened with um, Layla's dad. It's sad we didn't get to see Layla in this episode, but I'm hopefully she'll be in the next one. I don't know what's going to happen now that Mark is just by himself and we never we're, we haven't met Jake yet. Um, I think that's the name you said he had. I've been waiting for this third personality, but we haven't seen him yet. I'm kind of sad. If we, I'm going to be really sad if we don't. Um, I don't think there's anything else that I have to say um, other than I enjoyed this episode. Uh, side note, Darren is like acting like it's not that great now i know you don't like superheroes but i never finished the the doctor strange movie i just did i didn't find it interesting i've tried to watch it six or seven times and it, and i always lose interest right around the same part and it's probably like 35 minutes in and i still don't know what happened i know he's a part of the avengers and he was a part of endgame and i know what he does but I don't know. I'm not interested, but Darren thinks that Doctor Strange is better than this. I was like, this is probably the best Marvel character I've ever seen. This is, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I, The Mummy is legit one of my favorite movies of all time. And Darren knows that. I like Egyptian stuff. I think mummies are fascinating. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But I would like your opinion. If you think, if you saw Doctor Strange, you seen, I don't know, Christine, I don't know if you, you probably have it, but Shy, I feel like you probably have seen it. So let me know if you think Doctor Strange is better than this show. I know it's a different capacity. Doctor Strange was a movie. This is a t television show, but I feel like you should be able to just, you know, just in what you've seen. If you see Doctor Strange, anybody out there, just let me know your personal opinion. 
that was queen mimi with her thoughts on the episode so 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 first and foremost first and foremost i didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't think i was dismissive you know but but you know if that's how you felt uh i just want to point out that he wasn't actually hallucinating and we were in his subconscious so i mean what what that's what happened we were in constructs of his subconscious so i was like right on that uh but you you to your credit yes there was something else going on that was a supernatural aspect of it in which case you can have that (laughs) she's like if you're feeling some guilt no no i feel nothing in my soul stirring at all one would say that's because i'm heartless or 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 i ain't got nothing to be guilty about (sighs) what do you want child child's always staring at me for some reason just popping up in my room then act like she don't come up in here i laughed out loud when you said but i'm saving my calories but seriously am i the only person that's like he's not dead (laughs) am i the only one in denial (laughs) i'm like no he's not dead he's not dead he's not he's not dead he's coming back we're not living life without steven i'm not having it he's not dead so i'm gonna keep that out in the universe until until otherwise um i never say so uh i said so at all i hate that too my mom used to do it all all the time to me and she still does it and i don't get it i'm the same way i'm like just say why okay because i'm telling you right now like my daughter just did it last night i said why did you get all these clothes i said my don't do that don't do that because you're tired and you're going to fall asleep and you're getting halfway through it and then you're not going to want to do it anymore and now you're going to have nowhere to sleep hour later guess who's right and i'm like yeah i know that's the thing she comes up and she will say you're right or when i told her about the skirt that she picked out she's gonna show me her outfit i said that skirt is entirely too short i said you're not wearing that and then she goes why i said because it's entirely too short my mom would say because i said so my word is bond and i don't need to explain anything to you you're just gonna do it because i said no and i'm like but you can also get them to understand your point of view if you just talk to them like they're people <laughs> so i'm like no that's too short and she's kept going back and forth she goes in a room 15 minutes later she comes back you know what you were right got the skirt on and everything because she's like yeah they're always gonna go and do what they want to do but they might come back to you five minutes later and realize that you know what i should just listen to you (laughs) so yeah i am about having conversations with my children particularly when it's something like that yeah not just because i don't want you to go in there no this is what's gonna happen if you do how many people uh, let me uh, this is a poll question how many black people had a flashback with that belt though i know when that shit came out i was like ooh, memories (laughs) memories that belt come out that small black belt too shit i got fucked up growing up with a belt we all got fucked up growing up with a belt but god damn i've never i've never belt a hit with my child with a belt that's one thing i i I know i know i think this is just an evolution of parenting 
because if you've ever grown up with that you're just like yeah i wasn't abused and you like i'm totally cool i turned out all right but at the same time nah i could never hit my kid with a belt <laughs> so on the other hand you're like you know that's just not how you're supposed to do it so you can understand why it was but no hitting a kid with a, any object is just not okay i mean i'm sure it's happened i know i i popped them with on, on their leg with a shoe before but that something about that belt and that beaten shit that's that's when shit you half on naked i got i think the worst whooping i got was with an extension cord when i was butt-ass naked for stealing 20 dollars out of my mama's purse and i would never forget that fucking beating i'm telling you that right now extension cord on rare fl- on raw flesh Mm-mm. Mm-mm. they leave different kind of whelps uh i'm surprised i'm not mentally fucked or having DID. <laughs> i know i'm making light of it but there are people that 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 grow up and kind of do still survive in society <laughs> i'm sure i have other issues but i i work i work those out uh it is a typical explanation um for women to be sexually abused for everything to be at the crux of them being sexually abused i am the same th- way I'm like why 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 do we always need to bring it back to sexual abuse but unfortunately historically and statistically that's exactly what it's always going to go back to so i also can't help but think it's not really a trope if it's true <laughs> but can we yes use our imagination a little bit more and make it about something else and that is where we're going to conclude oh i've never seen dr strange so yeah (laughs) i can tell you this is much better because i haven't even been interested in seeing dr strange and it's free where i can just watch it at, at any time i want to and i still have no inclination so i guess that would be my two cents if you want to drop your two cents for the next episode of moon night blacker couch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>